I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's premier home purchase lender. Today's fluctuating interest rates can leave you with unexpected higher mortgage payments. At Quicken Loans, we've created a new way to protect you from unpredictable interest rates so you can buy a home with certainty. It's called Rate Shield, and here's how it works. With Rate Shield, you can lock your interest rate while you shop for a new home. So if rates go up, you don't have to worry. And here's the best part. If rates go down, you get the lower rate. With Rate Shield, we really have you covered. Here are more reasons why you'll want to work with America's largest mortgage lender. For nine years in a row now, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. And for the fifth year in a row, they've also ranked us highest in the nation for mortgage servicing. Rate Shield. Another way we can save you money on your mortgage. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Based on Rocket Mortgage data in comparison to public data records, racial approval only valid on certain 30-year purchase transactions. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender license in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply. Until we do start. All right, we start now. Oh, hi, guys. Welcome to Men and Women Talk, the Mars Venus Show, with your host, Kinte and Shannon. This program hosts a weekly panel of men and women who discuss topics such as dating, the workplace, family, spirituality, cheating, and of course, sex. Monday nights at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, this show is simulcasted live audio and video between the website IndieRadio.org and YouTube, which allows listeners all over the world to gather together to tackle challenging relationship issues. And now here is your host, Shannon and Kinte. Welcome to Men and Women. Uh, you still got your uh, screen share up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Welcome to Men and Women Talk, the Mars Venus Show. I am one of your hosts, Kente, all the way live from Los Angeles, California, and I'm so happy to be here with you tonight. Yes, we're starting late. So sorry about that. <laughs> but we had some technical difficulties, and I am glad that I'm, we are here. Um it's been a minute since we've done a show, and I'm looking forward to chopping it up with you fine people. But first, I want to introduce my wonderful co-host, the one and only Shannon. How you doing, Shannon? Hello. I'm good. Tired, but good. How are you? I'm good. It's been a couple of weeks since we've uh, done some programming. And, uh, you know, uh, we, we did quite a bit of programming on that, <laughs> that day. So... Uh, how you been since? I haven't really had a chance to, to talk to you very much. What you been up to? Um, work. A lot of work. Um, editing my book. That's really it. Work and editing. That's okay. all. All right. All right. Well, I'm glad you're here with us, and I'm looking forward to this conversation that we're going to have tonight. Yeah, yeah. Uh-oh, got a little echo. Uh, echo issue. Uh, I think that issue, Amira. So uh, be careful. All right. So let's introduce our panel. I'm going to start off with, of course, the ladies. Uh, this lady, she is an admin on my wonderful group called the uh, Black Artists Connected Writers Group. Uh, she's a terrific writer and an activist. So one and only Imani. How you doing, Imani? I am peaceful. What's up? What's up? Happy Black History Month. Yes, it <laughs> is Black History Month. Yes, and I'm so glad that you are here to chop it up with us. Thank you. Glad to be here. All right. 
So also joining us is this lady. She's an activist as well. She's a healer. She is a psychic. This woman, she's a life coach. This woman can do it all. It is the one and only Dr. Amira. How are you doing, Amira? I'm doing great. Yes, I'm so glad that you are here chopping it up with us as well. I am too, and I appreciate everybody that's on the panel. Yay. All right. Okay. Right on. All right. So let's get uh, let's introduce the fellas uh, and both of these guys. It's their first time on the show. Uh, this brother, uh, I'm, uh, he's in the uh, writers group, and I haven't had a chance to meet him until tonight. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, it's Darnell. How you doing, Darnell? I'm good, man. I'm chilling. You know, maintaining, getting on day by day, dealing with life and all that has to offer. That's what's up, man. How long have you been in the writers group? Oh, I've been in there for oh, a minute. day one. Probably like three, what we got started like two or three years ago. So maybe two or three months after the start. I'm an OG. <laughs> I used to be in there right here. <laughs> and I still got stories for days. That's what's up, man. I'm, I'm glad that you're here, man. I'm glad to chop it up with you, man. Definitely, man. I'm glad to be a part of it. And this gentleman, uh, last, definitely not least, uh, this man, he is a photojournalist. A budding filmmaker as well, uh, music producer, and uh, did I leave anything out, John? Uh, graphic designer, um, pretty much multimedia artist, a lot of little stuff, but that that covers most of it. Yes, and actually, me and him have a a connection. Do you want to tell them what the connection is? Yes, Kente is my uncle. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Uh, that is my nephew John, and uh, that black don't cry. <laughs> oh, yep. <laughs> so, and then he's uh, from the great city of Victorville, California. <laughs> Holding it down in the cold, in the high desert. <laughs> <laughs> so, high desert. Thank you so much for joining us. Now, today's episode is. I, I've been wanting to do this show for a long time, and um, actually. Um, Imani is actually one of the reasons why uh, Imani really gave me the idea to do this. And she didn't even, I don't think she even knows that. Um, just because, uh, you know, I, I follow her on um, on uh, Instagram, of course, and, you know, all social media platforms. And uh, Imani's always out there uh, in the community doing her thing. And she goes to a lot of conventions and stuff. And you know, I, I look for anything to give me inspiration. And I said, you know what, this would be a good uh, conversation for us to have. And, you know, I had to have Imani on there because uh, I know she's very knowledgeable about this. And so the name of the show is called uh, Understanding the World of Cannabis. And I really wanted to talk about um, cannabis, at, not just from a recreational, recreational um, standpoint, but there's a lot of information new and old about applications that can be used for a lot of different reasons. Now I've never smoked in my life. Um, I've, you know, now, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I don't have any, uh, information based on, uh, of my own knowledge of using it, but, um, <laughs> but I am in California. And as you know, California is one of the, the states that have legalized it. And um, we remember also Canada, um, all of Canada uh, legalized it as well. 
Yeah. And New York is running to do it next too soon. We trying, like we trying to do that in the next few months actually. So I'm what I want to do is talk about. I want to first start off with the health benefits, and then I want to <clears> get into the business of cannabis because, and then and some misconceptions as well. Actually, you know what? I got a great idea. Let's start off with misconceptions first. Then we'll get into health benefits. So um, I'm going to start off with you, Imani. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, I remember when I was coming up that people, not a lot of people like to admit they smoked weed, right? And then, right. and now it seems like everybody. You know, like everybody, it's not, it doesn't have that same stigma as it once did. Um, it seems like everybody, um, it, it does it from, from, uh, young folks to great grandma. So, uh, yeah. what are some misconceptions that, that may, that you've heard a lot about, um, about cannabis, uh, positive and negative? Well, one of my jobs as a cannabis activist or cannabis rights activist is to help destigmatize cannabis. Um, reefer madness or that huge, huge propaganda by the government, U.S. government that started in 1937, um, was meant to criminalize, villainize, and basically make sure that anybody that used cannabis or associated with anyone who used it um, went to jail. And so there is a lot of stigma, particularly for um, elders in the community who, you know, may have had loved ones, relatives, kids um, who got caught up in the war on drugs before it was really called the war on drugs. So prior to 1968, when Richard Nixon took office, um, are really not with um, cannabis because of the hurt that's been caused through the criminal criminal justice system. Um, And that is a problem because cannabis truthfully um, is treating so many ailments for both um, children, adults, and even pets. Pets, really? Pets, yes. There are pets who suffer with epilepsy and arthritis who are um, benefiting from both CBD and hemp, which don't contain the psychoactive um, property THC, which gets you high, which is why CBD is so beneficial medicinally for everyone. Like, if I could, I would just literally pour CBD over my entire life. Um that's that's truth. <laughs> that's interesting. Uh, I wonder though, Shannon, would you ever get uh, Teddy P uh, some edible doggy treats? <laughs> Probably not. Uh, <laughs> Teddy P is her her dog, by the way. Uh, who's I'm sorry, I'm sure is lurking somewhere around. So another dog. <laughs> that's interesting. Though. I I don't think I've ever heard the the thing about animals. That's interesting. Oh yeah. So you don't have to uh, send them to the the glue factory. You could uh, just, you know. Right. There's medication that will um, help everyone have a better quality of life. Um, So, yeah, I I absolutely support CBD, hemp, and um, the flower, cannabis. Yes. Now, Shannon, what were you going to say? I was saying, does it... uh bring them down, calm the dogs down? 
Yes, dogs with anxiety get a lot of benefits, a lot of health benefits from CBD. Dogs that are anxious when the phone rings and the vacuum cleaner goes on, you know, they they have a panic attack. CBD and hemp will help them calm. It will calm them right down. So it's helping um, both pets and humans with seizures. I'm sorry. I said I don't. He doesn't have anxiety or any of those things. He's just a puppy. I need him to be calm. Period. Okay. Well, um, it will help them just be overall healthy anyway. So it help his immune system stay tight, all of that. Okay. Other than that, I don't, I don't know because I'm not a trainer, but I do know that CBD helps everyone. So, so Darnell, uh, if you ever in the woods and a bear is about to attack you, all you got to do is <laughs> blaze one up, and your chances got better, right? <laughs> that's what's up no but i definitely think it's i mean i'm pretty sure there's some truth to it i know my dog be around when i be doing my thing and she's definitely totally totally relaxed and if you was to see it when she's not she's different way different Mm. now now amira um you are a healer and um, uh-oh. Uh-oh. uh oh, Amira, oh, you there? That was great. Amira, yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> okay. So you, so you were, you were a healer. Um, talk to talk from your point of view about uh, some health benefits when it comes to uh, cannabis. Well, okay. See, I have multiple uh, things because I've done some testing on different people, right? I've, I've, I don't want to use the words guinea pig, but I will use the words of, can we use the words of testing, mm-hmm. scientific experiments? Um, and for me, so let's, let's, let's first deal with how do I relate to it, right? Let's deal with that. And let me tell you a couple of people. I'm just going to give you a variations. I'm going to make it quick and sweet. Okay. So here's the deal for me. It has a very bad side effect for uh, paranoia. So for my chemical in my head, it does not help me uh, mm. on the terms of uh, relaxing. Um, it, it does not really help me for that. It, it helps me to calm down to a degree. But then after I sit back and I kind of chill and I start looking around, I'm like, who was the noise? You know what I mean? Who's doing that? What are you doing? You know, so it doesn't have the best effect on me, you know. Um, okay, so anyway, I had an elder and it really did good for him. You know, what one of one of my best one of my best clients, it really did good for him. It really uh put him into a great energy world on the terms of his glaucoma, on the terms of his slowing down his cancer. His doctor went ahead and told him to go ahead and do it. And he found a lot of joy with it, along with the herbs I offered him, right, to slow down his cancer. And he's cancer-free, mm. you know, today, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go on another subject I had. I have another subject who is a male, and he's probably in his, he's in his 30s. He's in his mid-30s, 35 to 37. And he has very, very low burn counts. He's been smoking weed his whole entire life. Like from the time from, I don't know, since he was like 13, 
till at his age. Mm-hmm. So he does it excessively. So he does have low sperm count. Well, he had low sperm count. So I told him to stop smoking weed for a little while. And let's see if it's the weed that's actually causing his low sperm count. Um, I also gave him a couple more advice about, you know, his underwear and things like that. And so he slow because him and his wife, well, the backdrop is him and his wife was trying to have a baby. And so I gave him some other herbs. I helped to change his diet and they did get pregnant. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. After she got pregnant, he went back to the weed. We (laughs) did a test (laughs) on his sperm count. I sent it off. I I sent off the uh, file. I I sent off the, uh, uh, his specimen and his sperm count did go back down low. You know what I mean? So for me, I've noticed that different people have different chemicals within their system, okay? And not everyone will, weed does different things, or marijuana, if you will, I'll call it wacky tobacco. Mm-hmm. So wacky tobacco does different things for different people, right? So it may not be good for a person, like for myself, chemical balance, you know, for certain people that have certain terms of chemical balance. That's not fair, that's not saying that weed is a bad thing. That's or marijuana is just for for some folk, it might not be the best because of their chemicals in their head, because of their bloodline, because of their smell, because of different things that they're trying to do within their life. But again, the elder man, he had a lot of children, so I can't say that you know what I mean. He he popped a whole bunch of children. You know what I mean? This man had like 20-some children, the elder I was telling you about. So I can't say that it's not good or it's not bad. It's just, again, it works for some folk and other folks it does not. So a certain misconception also is um, when when people, they say that weed is the gateway drug that'll take you to crack yeah. or, you know, heroin. So that's not true. I, I don't find that to be true. When I smoked weed for the time that I did smoke weed, I did not want to put a pipe in my hand. I did not want to shove a needle in my arm or take a pill or get higher than what I was. I was perfectly fine. And I was like, I, if I can get rid of the paranoia, this might be not so bad. Uh, however, uh, I found that um, a lot of times they will tell you that because of the fact that they, a lot of uh, pharmaceutical companies want you to get into their drugs of choice. Uh, because again, a lot of these drugs, look at these commercials that you all see. It's like, okay, so you'd be like, okay, because you go to the doctor, you say, okay, I'm a paranoid schizophrenic. They first thing they'll do, they probably put you on Paxil. Okay, if you really do research on Paxil, you will find out that Paxil does make you suicidal. Majority of the patients, not all, but majority of the patients, it does create a suicidal energy about it okay and then if you do more research it does thin your blood hello high blood pressure that kind of thing you get what i'm saying uh low blood pressure you could be anemic you can become anemic in using it you get what i'm saying so a lot of these so you have to be careful in uh uh, telling people to diagnose you in a certain type of way and then you find and then they're telling you that this drug is so bad it's so bad no it's not so bad it's just it has different effects on different people and so you have to find out what your healthier medium is some people may cause uh, your sperm to be low some people it may up your sperm you know some people may really help to ease the pain it may uh, help with the uh, cancer the glaucoma 
um, it, it can help with a lot of different things. But as some people like myself, it can get you paranoid, you know. Mm -hmm. So we have to like take it in variations. I would not tell every one of my clients that weed is the best for them because it's not because it does de depend on the chemicals in their body, in their system, in their brain. How is their brain rewired? Because everybody's brain is not the same. My brain is not the same as your brain. Your brain is not the same as his brain, her brain, and their brain. No, okay? Uh, so I, we have to take a case by case. Right. Um, okay, then, you know, that, that gives a lot <laughs> okay, of... Okay, I did kind of go. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to take so no, long. No, no, no. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Um, I want to um, I wanna ask... Um, I'm going to start off with you, Darnell. Um, um she brought up an interesting thing and it, it, this can kind of go into the misconception that um uh for you did you feel like weed was a gateway to any other kind of thing um is that a but one of those bad misconceptions yeah <clears throat> yeah that's a horrible misconception because i can't even really explain why it's just a bad misconception but it just it's to sit there and say one thing is going to lead to another, you can apply that to anything in the world leading to anything else in the world. And it's right. like when you when you apply it to any two things that don't relate or even any two things that do relate and you see how stupid it sounds, it's like, doesn't it sound just as stupid when it comes to weed? That's like, yo, if you eat too many apples, you might eventually eat oranges. That sounds <laughs> stupid. But if you smoke bud, you're going to eventually lead to crack. Why does that sound more logical? Right. It's just, it's it's one of those things that people say to make them feel better about, you know, being against it. And it's like, listen, if you don't like to do it, you don't like to do it. You don't have to do it. That's fine. But don't, you know, don't, you know, excuse my language, but don't don't say some dumb shit to make yourself feel better about it. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it, it sounds stupid. It's, right. If you apply it to anything else aside that, it, it, you'll sit there and look at somebody and be like, what are you talking about? Right. Yeah. But, you know, we get it. It, they, it, it show, it's kind of like showing in the steps of, wanting that that whole thing to get higher and chasing the next hit and it's like you know it, that that's that's really not the case with a lot of people that smoke that smoke bud i call it bud um mm -hmm. it's not it's not the case at all people are not really trying you got a few people that's really trying to get high and get out of you know get into out of space and not have to deal with any kind of real world problems but for the most part a lot of people that smoke is just trying to chill out relax now, John, you, John, you are a, uh, you know, you're a creative person. You work in a lot of different uh, aspects of uh, entertainment and whatnot. Uh, do you find that, uh, did you find that uh, marijuana, because you often hear people say that, that um, you hear a lot, sometimes you hear a lot of rappers say that, that I, you know, I need me some, some weed so I can, you know, put the nice 16 bars down and, you know, whatever. Uh, do you find that it w is a help or a hindrance to the creative process? Well, actually, me, uh, I normally do everything sober because uh, when it comes to when it comes to doing anything that I do professionally, I don't need any type of uh, anything hindering that. So, because when I smoke, you know, I I get really relaxed and honestly, really don't want to work. But uh, so, actually, it it what it what for me what it benefits for me is having conversations like this. Mm -hmm. But it'll it it'll make my brain react real fast, and I'll just start spouting out a bunch of everything. Like it will, it's really no filter. It won't be a filter between 
my head and my mouth. It just, words would just come out sometimes. And I just talk way too much. So it's actually, I would consider it a hindrance. It depends. Like, I never really tried to do it while making something. Mm-hmm. And uh, because when it comes to that, you know, you know how I am. I'm pretty technical with everything. So I have to be focused 100%. So I don't like any, it's just good food and alertness and all that. I wouldn't do anything else like that. So, like, I wouldn't. I really can't say because I haven't tried it, but it's like, okay, so it's like a, a a twofold thing. If I'm high, depending on what I smoke, and I listen to a certain type of song, then it can enhance that experience. Mm. So, like, I might hear more tones or something like that. It's weird. But I just wouldn't do it with creative process because it's, I, I need to be too alert to do stuff, especially when it comes to doing fine motor skill stuff like that. I wouldn't do it just, just in case I mess something up. It's like, so I need to make sure all my faculties are hundred percent. So, know? so you're saying like, if, if somebody's trying to defuse a bomb, they shouldn't, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Like, yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> like, for real, told you, I'd probably be that dude that be there. Like if somebody asked me to join me, <laughs> you know what? But it's back to, uh, that would be a funny little skit. <laughs> I would keep that in the head. But, uh, um, and I would keep that in the head. Okay, say that again. I said I would defuse it though. I would I would be successful. I mean, <laughs> it would slow everything down. Yeah, right, there it is. But back to what Doctor Myra was saying. See, that all depends on it. It's very individual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like with it, like with anything, it's very individual. And then uh, I guess if we want to go to the misconception thing. It's you know that's just fear mongering and fear tactics. Mm-hmm. Like um, Imani was saying earlier, it was that whole campaign in the '30s to make weed like it's always just just this degenerate act and all of that. And that's for it's you're you you know you're gonna kill people or whatever that whatever bullshit that they were saying. You know, excuse my language. That's the best term for when they do stuff like that is bullshit. Mm-hmm. So and it was a bunch of bullshit. So, and then uh, most people are uneducated about everything, really. And you got the people that, that like weed and the people that don't. And the people that don't really don't know anything about it. And then that's what leads to the misconceptions because you don't understand. That's true. About it. That's pretty much where that goes. You know, like, and it's like that with anything. So, like, one thing they say, oh, it makes you lazy. I mean, it, it all depends. There's people that smoke way too much and you can't function. Mm-hmm. You know, there's our hardcore potheads. I know them. They started way too early before your brain developed. If there's anything like I was don't, you probably might want to wait. I don't think you want to start too early because your brain does take a while to develop. So if you're doing that when you're real young, you might enter that process. And that I believe in. That'd be the only thing I would say is like, you need to watch how much you smoke of that, especially when you're younger. But as you're older, brain fully developed, I think what, after 25 or something like that, you're all good. It's really there's really no harmful side effects. Like, as far as I know, there's there's no correlation between cause of death and people who were who were high on on weed and like anything. Mm. In fact, I remember one time I was stupid, was high trying to get home from the homie's house, and because mm. of that paranoia, I'm driving like 20 miles an hour. So if I did <laughs> run into something, you know, it's like I'm all looking for cops or whatever. So you know, it's it's not. It's, yeah, it's. There's a lot of misunderstanding and miseducation out there about it with the people who are uninformed. Mm-hmm. 
Now, uh, I want to say real quick for those who are listening on uh, YouTube Live, uh, there. Please let your voices be heard. Uh, we have the chat, uh, the top chat uh, on the right side of the screen where it says, say something. Say, let us know that you're here. If you have any questions, I will relay it to the panel. All right. So got that business out the way. So I'm going to I'm going to go back to uh, to you, Imani, because I'll be honest with you. I'm very ignorant when it comes to the ins and outs of uh, of um, the of marijuana. Um, Me too. So yeah, so you know this is going to be a, a, an education. So, uh, okay. So, I I hear you know a lot of things, right? I hear about hemp, uh, THC, uh, C. What is it? CB. What is it? CBD. 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 Um, can you no, kind of give? Yeah, CBD. Right. There you go. So, can you kind of uh, give us um, like a uh, in a as best you can, an overall view of the what you get out of these different things. So CBD and hemp um, are both forms of cannabis, if you will. Hemp you cannot smoke, but hemp has both medicinal qualities and properties, and it is good for a as a fiber for a variety of materials including fuel for both airplanes and cars clothing um expect a huge surge in the um health and beauty beauty industry with hemp products because hemp is a natural moisturizer hmm. um a lot of it has a lot of hemp seeds have a lot of nutritional value so i don't know there might be some pop-ups or people just you know shaking hemp seeds that have been seasoned and and pop you know doing like pumpkin seeds and sunflower seeds we don't know um actually it has a lot of protein it, i actually have it in yeah, plant a protein powder thanks john yeah they use hemp in there and then i i actually use that so it's a lot of protein mixed with other stuff so while hemp was um one of one of the fibers that the United States kind of vilified because it is associated with cannabis, hemp like CBD will not get you high. It does not have enough THC. So the 2018 U.S. Farm Bill passed four weeks ago. That is going to allow for the cultivation of hemp for both industrial use and medicinal so there is going to be a lot happening around that. Um, black and brown farmers are going to get to come up with this because so many of them have been locked out of um, any type of profit dealing with cannabis if, if a, a felony is held. Mm -hmm. And a felony could come from um, anything, you know, possession of a 5 or $10 bag mm -hmm. or one joint even. I have a friend... Um, in Georgia, who got uh, three years probation for two joints? That was a year ago. Oh, Damn. Yeah. And there are also right now. I learned on Democracy Now the other week that there are 3,200 people currently serving life sentences for nonviolent crimes. Most of those have to do with drugs, and namely cannabis. Um, nonviolent. One woman is doing um, long time right now. Her daughter was two when she went to prison. She's about to graduate from high school now. And this wow. woman was um, 
kidnapped because of a phone call. Someone called her, asked her if she knew where um, they could get some weed, and she said, I might know something. The FBI was on that call. They got her for conspiracy. She didn't have any weed. She just said, I might, hell, I might, I, yeah, I know people, and Right. I mean, you know, so it's, it's that type of thing where there are people um, on their third and fourth generation of grow farms and selling and growing and using everything um, who have gotten rich. And it, it's, oh, of those 3,200 people doing those life sentences for nonviolent crimes, 65% of them are black. Of course. So just, you know, just, just do the math. So with this U.S. farm bill passing, what is going to happen is it's going to open the door for black and brown farmers. It's going to open the door for some social sanctions. So um, farmers will be able to receive, you know, seeds and, and help to cultivate and get in on this industry because hemp is about to blow up like CBD. And with CBD, I will say right now that the, the market is very um, oversaturated. So there are a lot of good products, and there are also a lot of inferior products. Yep. People are able to go online, put in um, what, what they want to know about CBD, and get educated. Mm. Okay. And for places where there are dispensaries in place, most dispensaries at this point have a REN, a registered nurse on staff, and that person is able to um, talk with you about what you need help with if you're using medicinally. And if, even if you're using recreationally, um, I encourage people to get in the game of getting educated so that you're getting the most for your money. Um, I use because I have chronic back pain. I have lower back arthritis that is degenerative. And um, I have moved to three states where the weather is warm from Michigan so that I can just do what I need to do about my daily day. I can't do cold weather very well at all. So for me, um, I need to use strains that help with um, inflammation, insomnia, and pain. Mm -hmm. and, I, and then I supplement that with CBD products, which, like I said, will not get you high, but they do have medicinal benefits. I want to I want to um, uh, recognize in the chat room, we have uh, L.A. Wade from the Elephant Room uh, podcast and as well as uh, uh, Boogie as well. Uh, if you haven't checked that show out, uh, it's on every Sunday on Get Vocal. And uh, they're they're awesome. Uh, also, we have Aaron in the chat room as well. And so, happy belated birthday, Aaron! We we gave you a shout out uh, when we did the twenty four hour thing because it was I believe it was on his birthday. So, so a uh, big shout out. So, um, okay. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to you, uh, Darnell. Um, I, I'm still here. I'm just you know respectful of the non smokers. Oh, okay. That's what's up. <laughs> That's what's up. So, so um, would you say that your use is more recreational or is it medicinal at all? Oh no, it's definitely more recreational. Although, um, I have been looking into trying to become a supplier for medicinal use, and my girlfriend is actually uh, like one degree away from being a certified doctor. She's a nurse practitioner. Uh, practitioner and she's actually getting into she's trying to get into getting her license so she could be a 
medicinal supplier. So, um, yeah, I'm really trying to get into this game of, uh, of uh, you know, being this legal kingpin. <laughs> hey, that's what's up. Nice. I love it. All right. So, uh, Dr. Amira, um, so you don't you don't smoke anymore, right? Oh, no. It's illegal. Oh, that, oh. <laughs> it's illegal here in the state of Kentucky. Uh, so, no, I do not smoke. No, sir. Uh, but back in the day, in my heyday, I, I've experienced, you know, I, I, I partake, I partook in some wacky tobacco, yes. <laughs> you know what? That's something, too, that people got to realize, because people will be from California or they'll be from uh, Colorado or someplace that that is legal. And then then they'll go somewhere else because they're used to living a certain kind of lifestyle and they don't realize they take that stuff very serious. That's uh, why my camera's off. Right, right, right. <laughs> so <laughs> the unfortunate thing about it is the fact that, again, the sister was bringing up some really great points, Sister Imani. The prop, the also problem with like now they are trying to make the laws lessen for the marijuana wacky slash wacky tobacco, uh, where they're not even overturning some of the people that have gotten these uh, huge and large silly sentences. So they're not even trying to even where the states where it's legal, where it's legal now, they are not even overturning. <laughs> That should really be fought. So that's something that has to be talked about. That's not really being talked about um, because I, again, like like most of us on this phone, we know somebody that has gotten arrested or you know at one point at one point with even a little joint on down to a little uh, what is it a, a dime bag? Remember we scum we scum back in the day dime bags or, or nickel bags or whatever. Uh, so that never really got overturned or anything like that. Um, and so I know we're into the stronger Me Too movement, but we still have other fights that we have to battle, you know, with um, majority of our, um, you know, folk in jail for drugs or even the fact that they're, they may be not distributing, but let's say they were addicted to it. So whatever addictions, whether it be via crack whether it be via uh, heroin or whatever. But the point was, clearly they're an addict. So why throw them in jail and not try to get them help? You know, throwing them in jail is not the answer. So that also should be talked about, you know, since they want to say marijuana is the gateway drug or whatever. So let's let's deal with that. Let's deal with uh, our folks who have gotten, who have went to jail because of uh, what has happened to them, you know? So all these different things. And and then, like, it's crazy to me that I've seen someone go down with, like, a quarter worth of weed. Like, a, literally, the, the, the as big as a quarter is. And they got, like, not only probation, but they had to do, like, a year in jail and two-year probation. First offense. So these things are crazy. And then, like, it, it takes so much. And then, okay, let's say you want, because you all know I'm a certified, well, okay, let me tell you, I'm a certified herbalist, right? The thing is, I have not gotten in, you would think that I should have gotten into the marijuana business or the, you know, but it's a lot. You It's a lot you have to go through with states, with states like Kentucky or Louis, uh, St. Louis. 
uh, they want you to go through all this process, not just about the money, but they want you to go through all these process, all these formalities to go through that. Because if I want, because I would like to go to another state that's illegal, that's, I'm sorry, that's legal, where I could get into the business, but they make it so difficult for an outsider, a so-called outsider, whatever. And when they begin to start passing these states, you know, I damn near kind of waiting and sitting back to seeing what they're going to do uh, before I even think about getting it because it's a little difficult. Because uh, I've already tried to do, I've done research, I've talked to distributors, I've gone to different states, and it's just, it's really difficult for yeah. uh, someone like myself. Yeah, we're, we're going to actually get real heavy into that that aspect of it. But I, I wanted to share with you guys real quick about, um, I don't know if you guys remember Daz yep. Dillinger uh, from the Dog Pound, um, that he recently, this was in September of last year, was arrested um and uh uh he was in georgia and he was found it was a 117 grams of weed along with uh, other substances so uh um a lot of this happened because he was on like um instagram uh smoking right and he was talking junk about kanye so some right. kanye fans <laughs> said oh okay well, you're going to talk about our boy. So, you know, he got busted the out. Kanye calls. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, uh, so a lot of, like I was saying, a lot of times people will think, oh, well, you know what? Um, you know, um, oh, you know, because they're from California or whatever. They're used to what they can do in Cali. And in some of these other places, a lot of these southern states, too, they ain't playing that, you know. So, uh, oh, uh, shout out to uh, Dr. Tachi in the chat room, as well as So So Steph is in the chat room. So, hey, yeah. yeah. So, um, does anybody know offhand? Um, I should probably should have looked it up before. What states are legal now? I know it's quite a bit. What's what? What states are legal now? Oh, let me let me tell you. I have that in front of me in just a moment. Um. States where cannabis is legal for both recreational and medical use are Washington, Oregon, California, Nevada, Colorado, Alaska, Michigan, Vermont, Massachusetts, and Maine. Mm. Oh, wow. Okay. So there is blue states. Medical, huh? <laughs> All blue states. <laughs> um, the blue states specifically for medical are... Montana, North Dakota, Minnesota, Ohio, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, Maryland, New York, Connecticut, New Hampshire, Utah, Arizona, New Mexico, Oklahoma, Illinois, Missouri, Arkansas. That cannot be right. Yeah, I don't Arkansas. know. Yeah, Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah. Arkansas. <laughs> What's AR? Isn't that Arkansas? Yeah, yeah, it is. Okay. Arkansas Ar is legal Kansas. for medical use. And um, Louisiana and Florida. Mm. And But that medical does not necessarily mean flower. That means um, generally CBD. In a lot of those states, that is just for CBD. And in states like um, Mississippi, which I didn't mention, Mm -hmm. You can get oil, but you have to have a doctor's excuse that said, I mean, not just a doctor's excuse, like they want all your stuff showing that you have a specific form of epilepsy. 
and then you can get oil. Um, now, now, let me ask a maybe a stupid question. Maybe John can answer this, or Imani, or all right. So, can if it's you, stupid, I can answer it. Uh, <laughs> um, so, can you say like I'm flying from California to Colorado? Can I take weed with me? Um, here's the deal. LAX just did a thing towards the end of 2018 that. You can come. You can leave out of um, LAX with your weed. They're not gonna throw it away. Oh. They're not gonna write you up. But that is LAX. Um, legally, because cannabis is still a federal Schedule One federal illegal drug, you know, federally, mm-hmm. um, you do you take a chance if you're not doing it out of LAX, and then you better be sure you're coming somewhere like Las Vegas. And you, I know you mentioned Colorado. Mm-hmm. I don't know specifically. So, um, however, Colorado is very liberal with um, how cannabis is treated. Because mm-hmm. you know, because um, uh, I don't know if you've ever, if you've ever had the. Uh, where are you located at, uh, Darnell? New York, right? Yeah, I'm in New York. Yeah, so you never, you you never travel with it, right? I did I did write a story that was based on true events. And that's all I'm gonna say about that. And Shannon read the story. And um yeah, yeah that's that's all I'm going to say about that. I remember years ago, um, the Boston Celtic player, um, Robert Parrish, I remember he got, uh, he had, um, he tried to put it in, um, in um, aluminum foil. And uh, I guess somebody told him that, that, you know, they can't, the dogs can't smell it or something through the aluminum foil or something like that. <laughs> and he got busted at the airport. It's like, it's probably about 15, 20 years ago. It was a, yeah. Nah, he's like, nah, they, we, that ain't gonna work. Especially if I, if I have to cross state lines or if I have to get on a plane, then no, it's, it's not worth it for all that. I'll just, it, wherever I'm going, somebody's going to have it there. Mm-hmm. Like, when I get there. Nah, I wouldn't. Like, either, I probably, like either the person that I know that I'm going to visit, Wherever I'm going, they're going to have it, or they're going to know where to get it from, or you know, the way that I am, I, I trust me, I find it. I, I got ways. <laughs> I got ways. <laughs> no, no, John. I know, uh-huh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I wanted to just say something about edibles because that's um, how a lot of people get introduced. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't want, you know, they don't may not like the the, the smell. Um, don't want it on their clothes, whatever, or not sure how they're going to deal with the flour, the oil, how, what type of reaction they're going to have. And so people like to, a lot of times, start with edibles. And I just want to say to please follow the instructions um, that are that are in place on the packaging. Is there for a reason? Um, nobody, as John said a little earlier, um, there are no documented cases that anyone has ever died from weed, but you can. Um, as Amira said, have uh, a panic attack, a, neg- a negative reaction, um, 
particularly if you have too much. So if you have a candy bar that says eat one-sixth of this chocolate bar, wait an hour and a half to two hours to see how um, your body responds to it before dosing again, follow those instructions. Where people mess up is they're like, well, if a six is going to make me feel good, uh, two-thirds <laughs> or this whole bar going to make me feel better. And then they end up in the hospital, you know, or puking their guts out and sick I as a dog. To that. <laughs> you, you know what? Wait, wait, wait. I, I'm gonna set you up for what you're about to say, John. But uh, <laughs> me and uh, Imani's on a wavelength because that's what I was about to bring up was the edibles, and I was going to go to you, John. So um, um, go ahead and tell your story, and then I have a question for you. Yeah. So what the whole mean? You know who I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, uh, <laughs> um, you know, I ain't gonna. Nah, just playing. It's legal here. But anyway, so. Um, um, so yeah, so I, I had a whole bunch of Carl Jr. or something, you know, it was just a bad idea. That was, uh, you know, shakes and all that other stuff. And then it was something called a 420 bar. And the homie's like, yo, man, you got messed with this. This is strong as hell. So, you know, I'm eating it. It tastes like a little bit of chocolate and weed. It was awful. But it was one that had a whole bunch of THC in it. And of course, <laughs> I way too much of it. And the next thing I know, I'm over here, you know, we chilling, you know, I'm feeling the effects. Take about 30 minutes or something like that. Maybe t- for 20. I'm feeling the effects. Next thing I know, I'm really feeling the effects and I'm getting out. I'm puking all over the place. Yeah, and I go and I'm I'm trying to say sorry while I'm puking. Oh my bad, man. Ah, no, my bad. Ah. And then it was bad. So I had a mess all over the place. I had to clean it all up. So yeah, you probably shouldn't eat a whole bunch before you eat an edible. <laughs> So yeah, it's like <laughs> ever since then I kind of don't really mess with it. But if I'm doing this, like uh, it's gonna be on the empty stomach because that, yeah, I didn't, I didn't think that would happen. <laughs> but <laughs> here's the thing about edibles, like, so I've I've always heard that edibles are even more stronger than even smoking. But but see, though, I can see how somebody would go, well, these are some gummy bears, so it can't be that bad, you know, like, or, you know, or some Snickers or some chips or whatever. Um, So, like, so you were talking about, Imani, the the instructions on the outside, like, it ain't no BS, like, you got to really read that stuff because uh, yes, it can can absolutely. Um, even edibles come in different dosages. Um, I spoke with a young lady the other day who had never consumed before. She came to Vegas um, last weekend with five, four other friends, and um, one of her friends had given her a gummy the night before. She thought it was 10 milligrams. It was actually 100, and that is a hell of a lot if you have never consumed before. So she did the whole, you know, puke her guts up thing, and the next afternoon at 1 o'clock she was still – holding her stomach. So she may not never ever bother with the edible or anything cannabis related again. She may not even come to Vegas again, mm. you know, depending on <laughs> the memories associated with her experience. So it's really, really important to follow the instructions for real, for real. And in Colorado, this is not related to edibles, but it could be. Um, nurses are allowed now to administer cannabis to um, children in the schools. They're not smoking flour. They're not vaping out of a pipe. It is generally a tincture 
that goes in liquid with a medicine dropper that goes under your tongue. That absorbs in your body the absolute fastest. So um, in Colorado, where teachers or nurses able to disperse that information, that, that medication, um, kids are able to get their medication in without having their day interrupted, as opposed to kids in other states where um, parents may have to come to the school to administer it. And because of their work schedules, they're not always able to do that Monday through Friday. So imagine having a prescription drug or something prescribed for you and you only get it every now and then or you're missing doses because of the laws that are in place. Mm. Yeah. Now, I want to um, I'm going to go back to uh, John um, growing. Now, I know that you've done a lot of research and that's something that you have your eye towards um what have, what are some of the things you've learned about about the about growing and what is what is it that you want to accomplish with coming a grower oh well yeah with that is uh it's actually a pretty um extensive so uh at least one thing which uh i found out me and my brother uh um yeah, actually, my little brother came up with the idea, you know, just to grow. So you say he started doing research, and I started doing research. And one thing is, I don't think people, a lot of people know, is although it's legal in California, I, I know this, it's legal to grow up to like six plants on your own. But if you want to cultivate, which is marijuana cultivation, um, I think what Nemani um, was saying earlier about the, the farming, that's a whole nother ball game. So it's specific zoning laws in specific cities that allow you to do that so you can't just do that everywhere in california hmm. it's only in certain cities and then within those cities there's specific zones that you that allow you to do that hmm. and then i know some of them only um i think some of uh, uh, as far as california the last time i checked and these laws are weird they change a lot so um the last time i checked you only can have up to i think ten thousand square feet or something per acre so you can't just have a huge farm if you want to do everything legally. So there are there's a lot of research that needs to be done so you can know you're in the right zone and all that. Because supposedly a lot of people just thought that they can do it anywhere. And next, you know, the feds come confiscating their stuff. So and it's possible that, you know, people don't have lawyers either, which you definitely want to have. So because I didn't heard about a lot of times lawyers getting people off and getting their merchandise back as well, because, you know, the feds just coming through, taking their stuff and. They weren't. They didn't do it correctly, mm-hmm. and then you know people run off at the mouth or whatever. They don't know anything about the laws, and they just get taken advantage of. So um, it was, it was definitely interesting. And um, there's also a fee that's associated with it. Um, as far as I know, out here in the high desert, the place where you could cultivate is in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and um, there's like a five thousand dollar fee just to get the application started. Mm. That plus, I think, another thousand or something like that. So, you're looking into getting the land, paying that fee, and things like that. There's other uh, cities, I think, Needles, which is close to um, which is close to Nevada. That's the cheapest city, but you know, there's nothing out there that's like in the middle of nowhere. And so is Atlanta, so it ain't much different. But, um, so there's there's a fee associated with it, and a lot of laws you got to look up. Um, we were told, we talked to a real estate agent. We were told to um, go to their city halls and talk to those people about that. And a lot of times they have zoning maps letting you know what you, what you can do and things like that. So um, 
we went to a couple of conventions and everything like that. So just to get started, but we're still trying to get the land and everything. So that's something we want to do moving forward. But um, but that's for marijuana cultivation. I think uh, stuff with THC and CBD. I think it's off the top of my head. But as far as growing hemp, I don't think hemp is classified in the same area. So some cities, it's weird. Some cities like it's hemp, marijuana, and uh, well, and the plants that have THC and CBD, it's all the same laws. And some it's a percentage of THC. It's it's a lot that goes into it. So and we didn't know until we started looking it up. It was like whoa! In order to do this legally, at least in California and certain cities, there's a lot of little guidelines and hoops you got to follow through. Follow, and a lot of people, um, as far as I know, a lot of um, collectives, uh, I think in the LA area, a lot of them got shut down because they weren't following these guidelines. You know, they weren't paying taxes right. They didn't have their paperwork right, and they just thought you know. They can do it. I remember, uh, I'll get to if you remember, like probably about six years ago mm-hmm. on on Pico, where all of us collective was coming up. Yeah. Somewhere in that year. Yeah, yeah. And then a lot of them got shut down because, you know, people. Well, I, saw, I literally people. saw the feds. I literally saw the feds uh, raid because it was it was one dispensary next door to another one. And they raided uh, one of them. They didn't raid the other one. Uh, and uh, I literally saw them like kick it in and all of that stuff, and they shut them down. Yeah, so yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, that was probably one of those ones they didn't have the right they didn't have the right paperwork now because it's like you can't just deal with that. And then, uh, and there's I think it was the beginning of this year with some other law was supposed to come in. There's a lot of stuff that goes on with it, so you know, or you know, but you know, it's and that's just like I said, if you want to go legit because we want to do everything legit. We don't need, at least for us, we don't want to deal with that. You know, we don't want to deal with that hassle of feds coming in and burning all our shit or whatever the hell they're doing. Or, you know, confiscating all of it so they probably can smoke it later. Who knows what they're doing with it? Do y'all, do y'all <laughs> remember back in the day when they would do those raids and they would, as a show of they're trying to cut down on drugs, they would they would put all the weed and, and burn it? Like, a, I'm like, I'm sitting there... <laughs> Cracking up. They used to do that a lot out here in Cali. I don't know if you remember that in money. And they would, uh, they would, uh, bur- they would get them all together and they would burn it to show, like, yeah, we're tough on drugs or whatever. Like, yeah. that. I, I used to think that, like, everybody was getting high up, <laughs> up there when they they were setting it on fire. But you're definitely getting high. You getting high? Did um, anybody <laughs> on the panel go through um, the Dare program, drug awareness, resistance, education? The Just Say No. Yeah, Dare. Yeah. I remember. I mean, they used to come through the school, you know, and right, the, right. Yeah. So last year, um, Dare removed marijuana from the gateway drug side and put it under medicinal use. So that's kind of huge. Um, I didn't go through Dare, but I did sign permission slips for my girls to take part. Um, I wanted them to be safe and informed, and. Um, I'm from Michigan, and Michigan just went recreational. So there um, is this misconception that I learned when I went home for the holiday that recreational in Michigan means the same thing that it means here in Nevada. It does not. Um, You are not able probably before 2020 to go into a dispensary with just your ID and be in 21 years of age and purchase in Michigan. Conversely, here in Nevada, anyone that's 21 
that has a valid ID can go into any dispensary and purchase. Sometimes if you're under 21, if you're 18 with a doctor's, um, with a medical card, you can come in. Sometimes you have to have your parent, though. Mm. So, you know, in, interpreting these laws, I think, you know, is is important for anyone interested in getting into the industry or whether or, or even that is considering consuming because travel, you know, is a is a concern. And there's a misconception here in Nevada right now that because Las Vegas is Las Vegas, that you can come here and you can um, spark up on the street and on the strip and in your casino and in your hotel room. You cannot. Recreational means um, that you are in a private residence. So if you have a 420 Airbnb that you've rented, yes. 420-friendly Airbnb, yes. If you're in a hotel, no. Um, they do turn their heads a lot here, but understand that they also have quotas to meet. So I don't want anybody I've talked to to be that person that goes and, home and, with a ticket, particularly and, if they have something else on their record. Can I add one more thing? Can I add one more thing about Las Vegas? Prostitution mm -hmm. is not legal in Las Vegas either, so don't don't uh, don't don't go there thinking uh, both of those things are legal and get caught up. So. Right. Don't be that person. Don't be that guy. Because 420 and prostitution is an interesting combo. <laughs> right, right. You get, you get a double Well, whammy. you know, don't get me and Shannon started on, on um, sex trafficking and places like Las Vegas where it goes down 247. And the fact that there's a girl getting off a bus right now and there's a brother there ready to meet her. Right there. And she'll be online before midnight. Absolutely, Imani. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be those are facts. But but anyway, all right. <laughs> he said, "Why can't I go to the Bunny Ranch?" Hilarious. Yeah. Uh, um, Lamar uh, Odom. So let me ask you, yeah, Lamar Odom. <laughs> sorry. Let, let me let me ask, let me ask Darnell a personal question. I, I want to ask the rest of the panel. Being as someone who uh, may or may not uh, uh, smoke weed, um, is it important for you if you are? Uh, I I think you said you yeah, you have a girlfriend. Is it important that your mate uh, smokes weed as well, or is that something that doesn't matter? <clears throat> nah, it don't. It it doesn't. It doesn't really matter if they do or not. What matters more so is is that they respect my decision to do so. Uh, fortunately for me, me and my girlfriend are in agreement in our perception on marijuana usage, so that's a plus. But you know, even when I told her, when I met her, I told her, like, you know, if this isn't your thing, you don't, you know, that's that's cool. I don't want you to feel pressure to make it your thing, but this is what I do. If you don't like it, then fine. Um, don't if you know if this is going to be an ultimatum. Don't think you're going to win because it's you know this is this is this is my thing. Like you got to really do something. Maybe like yeah, it's it's not it's not that powerful. Like you know, it's, mm. if it's to me, you just got to respect it. Mm. Respect the fact that I do it. Okay. I'm mean, to the point where it's like if you you know it gets to the point where like y'all got to be me or you then. Make that be known, but it never got to that point. And I'm glad about that. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask John the same question, but before I do that, I see you have a button. Uh, what's what's the button? This button? Yeah. This button is a representation for a story that 
should be told for another day. Okay. But long short, um, my son had a long fight that he ultimately lost mm. to cancer. Oh, so man. sorry to hear that. That button always stays with me. This chain always stays with me. And actually, I had a friend that was able to get me some CBD oil um, for him to, you know, help him with the pain and all that. And I had friends that was trying to hook me up with doctors that specialize in medical marijuana, you know, with a with an emphasis on children and stuff. So it does have its benefits if people think it doesn't. It really does. Man, I'm sorry to hear that, man. Thanks for sharing that with us, man. No problem. Thanks yeah. for, you know, thanks thanks for asking. Yeah. All right, so, John, um, same question. Um, is it important for a mate that you have to uh, under, understand that, you know, you may blaze every once in a while? Or do, would you prefer someone who does it as well, or does it matter to you? Yeah, I mean, if I did it, yeah, to me, to me personally, I don't really give a damn what people do on it's like, I mean, as long as it doesn't affect me negatively or it, it doesn't bother, it doesn't mess them up too much or screw up the relationship, you do whatever you want. But uh, if I would say in general, I would think it, it's wise for somebody to let somebody know what they, you know, if they smoke, hey, you know, I smoke. If you're interested, cool. And then that's for the people. They need to talk that out and Definitely. be honest with each other on that one, you know, because that can be a deal breaker for some people's relationships. So they people should you know be honest with each other about that mm-hmm. now uh imani what about you imani does it matter if if the person smokes um nope because i am <laughs> she's like i'm gonna do it so yeah. <laughs> no. right. so shannon as a nice oh, go ahead. Sorry. no go ahead it matters go ahead. if they it matters if they drink because i don't drink though oh. i know okay i'm I, i'm a recovering alcoholic though so um and i have 15 years sober in uh, march so yeah yeah yes. i'll never go more than weed and i will never have alcohol again so that's it <laughs> all right so so okay so shannon as a, one, a person who doesn't smoke and remember this season we're dedicating it to finding uh her husband this season so by the end of by the end of this uh year uh, she will be engaged. That was what we put forth in our last episode. We did on the 24 hour show. So, so, yeah. so the question is, is it okay if uh, the uh, Mr. Shannon's husband <laughs> that he blazes, is that a deal breaker? Um, for me, yes. Um, and it's just smoking in general. Um, and I'm not against people who smoke weed because I have friends that do um but smoking in general is just a turnoff for me period um grew up with a history of smokers in my household and not just marijuana but a little bit of everything um mainly my father so no I'm good on that um but hey okay so all the the smokers out there they're they're crying yeah I'm not looking for a smoker or a drinker I'm with Imani I'm now, don't get me wrong. I like the um, occasional nightcap or go out and have a drink, but I don't want no um, lush 
<laughs> wait a minute. So wait a minute. Jesus, you're a Christian. Jesus drank wine. You see me come up off my chair. What? <laughs> I said I don't have a problem with it. I just don't want no lush. Jesus wasn't no lush. Don't start. He, hey, he drank a lot of wine. <laughs> he, that's all he had was water and wine. Oh, and let me interject. Yes, staff, we will hook you up too. No worries, girl. We got you. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. She said, wait, can y'all get me married? <laughs> I didn't see that. <laughs> Hilarious. You got all the prospects, though. I don't understand. I know. She got like a, a treasure trove of dudes that are uh, after her. You know, complete and utter pimp. And Steph is a uh, one percenter. <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, okay, so. Uh, before we get out of here, I, 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 there's a there's a, one more subject I definitely want to talk about, and you kind of and, and you kind of we kind of hit it up with you, John. Um, it is the business of of uh, marijuana, right? Or Kente, huh? You did not ask me if, if I were my thoughts about someone smoking weed. I'd be with them. Oh, okay. You me, sir. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. You were married, so I assumed. Uh, well, I still should answer it. Okay, go ahead, Amira. <laughs> go ahead. My bad. See how he played a doctor. Anyway, <laughs> so I'm, you just didn't want because you thought you was going to get a long-winded answer. I'm not going to do no long-winded answer. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, no. first of all, no, because <laughs> I don't want to be smell. I don't want to have to wash no clothes with no weed. And what to me, because it's illegal here, that means you're not going to be able to keep no job and I like money. So, no. Oh, I'm here for that. Okay. All right. So, all right. So, Dr. Amira say no on the weed. <laughs> all right. But I do, I live in a, I live in a city where everything is 420 friendly. Um, where I live, the actual home that I live in, I have a guy that sits on the back porch and pulls out his, um, weed and lights up and meditates or whatever he be doing on the porch for hours at a time. Um, that's life. The life. But I mean, I, I live on an island, so that's what they do around in these parts. And, and can we give it up for Shannon's backdrop? Uh, yeah, look at it. She's in the office. That, that's your office, right? And this is my office. My work today. Yeah, I, yeah, for a minute, I was like, I'm sitting there thinking in my head, like, what's different? Oh, she's not at her house, so. No, I'm not at home today. Yeah, pretty cool. All right, so, John, um, I want to get into the business of, of weed. Um, so, part of your research is because you want to start a business, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you talked about some things about zoning and stuff like that. Um, what are some other things that maybe that you didn't mention that people should think about when they approach trying to uh, either start a dispensary or starting to grow? Or um, what are some things that you, you come across? You mentioned some things earlier. And uh, Imani, you're still here, right? Yes. Okay, she's audio only. Okay. Well, um, I know one thing about us was just seeing what's feasible, you know, like any business is making sure you budget and plan it right mm-hmm. don't just go in there thinking um oh god i knew somebody was gonna knock on the door yo i'm in a show stop i'm in a show chill out is that my brother jesus i don't know who that is okay 
But no, oh, see, it's my TJ, my nephew. You know how kids be. It's, it's like, but uh, anyway, uh, I'm gonna have to write him, make him write standards. Anyway, oh, um, what was I saying before I was rudely interrupted? Oh yeah, so yeah, just any business, make sure you um, budget everything right and know. I I would say start off small with it. Uh-huh. So, like. Just to, because it's there's a lot of methods to grow. I'm sure Imani's going to talk about it. She probably knows way more than me about. But there's a lot of different methods if you want to. Uh, I will because we're focused on growing. So if you want to grow, I would say okay, find out the most cost effective way to do it. I think I've been we've been looking into hydroponics. That seems to be the best way, um, and have a good space and everything for it, and start off small. You know, see exactly, do your research. Um, there's a lot of local hydroponic shops around here, but if you have a hydroponic shop just anywhere in your area, go there and talk to those guys. At least with, in our area, what the school is, they'll tell you a lot of information on how to get started, what to do. Um, if you, if you, a lot of times, if you buy this stuff from them, it's kind of expensive. So, you know, just ask them what to get and then do your own research, Amazon or something, eBay, find it for cheap there. And then you get started that way. But there's a lot of, you can get started for, um, you know, just there's a lot of DIY cheap hydroponic little setups, $50 setups you can get. Check out on YouTube, see if that works and all that. But um, but I would say start off small, at least that's what we're doing. And um, definitely do that research. You have to do the research. Pay attention to those zoning laws because you don't want them coming and taking your shit. Right. You want all that hard work going, especially if you're trying to be legit. This is for people that's trying to be legit. You're trying to do something else, you do you. <laughs> but uh, mm-hmm. you got to pay attention to your laws. And like they were saying, um, like like Monty was saying, you can't just go out and smoke in everywhere. Oh, oh, one thing about the zoning laws is you can't be in a certain feet around schools if you have a farm or something like that. Mm. So in Normandy City, zoning laws will let you know, okay, this is good area is good. You can't be within a ch- church, within like a certain amount of like a couple of miles from a school, uh, a park, things like that. So there's a lot of little nuances that you got to pay attention to. But it just goes with research, like with everything else. So you were just going to have to do some reading, some studying, and ain't no way around. Um, can I give a couple of resources? Is that okay? Oh yeah, go please. So. Um, here on Facebook or on Facebook, because we're on YouTube now, <laughs> on Facebook you can um, check out the Jarvis Project out of Chicago. That's J-A-R-V-I-Z. And also on Facebook, the Black Cannabis Network. There's a lot going on, um, you know, online. You can also check out like places like Leafly.com. They have a lot of comprehensive information on cannabis, on CBD, on hemp, on specific strains. Um, I would also suggest this is. Can y'all see this? I don't. I'm dealing with this little square. Passport. Passport. Can you see? Yeah. Pass is Oh, passport. Pass yes. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's so, Lori, how about now? Uh, it's still yeah. blurry, but past part, what is that? So, this is a very comprehensive little booklet that looks like a passport full of information on cannabis. Um, I work at 
Cannabition, which is the world's first cannabis museum as a tour guide. And this is like always on my person. So it's nice. um, available for purpose also, but it tells you, um, it gives you information on the science of the plant, cannabis safety, federal and state law overviews, adult use possession and purchase, etiquette, two whole pages because people do not always know how to puff puff pass, um, methods of consumption, cleaning your um, glass bong and your pipes, how cannabis works in your body, different species of cannabis, cannabis concentrates, flower inspection, it gets into terpenes which is has to do with the science of the plant and pulling out those medicinal properties like when I go to a dispensary um, I'm not just looking at the menu to find out what um, strain has the highest THC count. Um, I did do that prior to taking this position, but now I understand the importance of terpenes and that I need specific help for pain, insomnia, and inflammation. And there are specific strains that do help that. So there, you can pull up all of this information online, um, but this has it all in one place. And then you take this to different dispensaries and cannabis industry events and collect your stamps as you do for um, a passport. And there's a whole bunch of geeky information that I'm really into right now on terpenes that I had to go and buy a magnifying glass for because it's all types of coordinates and there are hundreds of cannabinoids and they all work in your body and we're wired for them. And the more we understand about this plant and how it works in the body, the more we can benefit from it. So, you know... Keep the conversation going. I appreciate the, the show today, the topic. All right, and what I want to do is, what I'll, what I'll do is I'll get that information from you, and then um, mm -hmm. I'll put it in the show notes so that people can get some of these resources so that they can understand uh, better. Absolutely. So, because you guys gave such great information. Thank you guys so much. Uh, I learned quite a bit. Um, so what we're going to do is, while we, when I, um, when we say, everybody say goodbye, um, I want them to tell us uh, what is their some of their favorite strands. So we'll start off with the, uh, the ladies. Uh, um, uh, I'm going to start off with you, uh, Dr. Amira. Uh, how can people get you in social media and all that good stuff? Okay, well, majority of my social media is going to say Dr. Amira Sankofa Kwali, or you may get Dr. Amira Kwali. Uh, to also reach me is 502-208-9142. My email address is ask314life at gmail.com. My website is www.ask314life.com. Uh, trends. Let's see. Shoot, I like a lot of trends. You know what the biggest trend right now? I like, but it gets it's it's like a it's like a double-edged sword. I love it, but at the same time, it get on my nerves because of the fact that we got too many fake people out here that's trying to act like they down for it, but the healing community is definitely tripling. I, I do like it, but I hate it too, because everybody thinks they're a damn healer. <laughs> everybody trying to do Reiki. I, right. no, I said strand, though. I, I was saying strands of, uh, of uh, bud. They're they trying to be an herbalist. They're trying to be a, a psychic. They're trying to do all of that, but at the end of the day, um, everybody's gonna come to me anyway because they're gonna mess them up. So, uh, so that's the trend. So I like it, but I love it. 
Yeah. I mean, I I love it, but it gets yeah. on my nerves. No, what I was asking is, what, what what was when you smoked, when you you know uh, you know back in the day, uh, smoked. Uh, what did you like to smoke? Was there something specific that you liked? Uh, I don't know. I didn't. That's how you know I wasn't experienced with that. I I didn't you. They didn't have names like Kush and Plush and all these other names. It was just grass. Right. They didn't have. Uh, Snoop Doggy Doo Doo uh, weed. Smoking weed. You pass, pass, puff, and you moved on with your life. You made sure you looked them, made sure they didn't have a whole bunch of slob on their mouth, but they had too much spit. I wasn't messing with them. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, we didn't even do blunts. We was doing white paper. You know what I mean? And uh, we made sure it wasn't nobody put no other stuff in there, you know? So that was the whole point. We sat around in the middle of a circle. We passed, passed, puffed, looked at each other and said, hey, hey, hey. And, you know, it took me a long time to inhale. I didn't learn how to inhale until I was, like, 19. And then by the time I got really paranoid and I was done, so. All right. She smoked the doobie back in the day. All right. So, uh, Imani, uh, how can people get you on social media? And also, um, uh, what is your favorite uh, strand that you're messing with now? All right. Who are you speaking to? Imani. Oh, sorry. Um, my favorite strains are Northern Lights and Pineapple Express. I'm looking for White Rhino because I talk about it on tours 10 times a day, and I haven't had the uh, opportunity yet. But that is a, a classic, White Rhino. White Rhino. Um, social media, Imani is love. That's I-M-A-N-I-I-Z-L-O-V-E on Instagram and Marijuana Melanites on Facebook. Marijuana and what was the last Melanite. question? Mar- no, that was it. Uh, Mar- what, say it again. Marijuana Melanites. Marijuana Melanites, which originated out of the WBAC Writers Group. Um, shout out um, there are it's a diverse group um, some people consume some don't um, some of us are here right on this panel <laughs> some of us aren't <laughs> but um, we are an artist collective black artist collective um, spread throughout the US and internationally as well um, we are writers, we are graphic artists, we are designers, we're songwriters, we're, what else y'all? We just, we're artists, we're artists, and we support, blacks who support um, the cannabis industry. We recognize as artists and as writers and painters and, and just photographers and everything that, um, we've kind of been duped in this industry by the war on drugs. And so we are raising our voices in a collaborative effort to destigmatize cannabis. Look at, they're making so a, making, I walk making a little this on every day. I don't know if y'all can see this, but that's a nug. It's a raw tray. It's a great conversation starter. I have different pens from different dispensaries and I want to talk to people because cannabis is, it is changing people's lives. It is helping people. And um, I'm all for that. And I want us to get our piece of the pie in this industry as well. Um, too many people have been locked out and locked up and families have been destroyed 
while other people were getting rich. And we do have to recognize the racial inequality within the cannabis industry and the cannabis culture, period. So I'm here to change that. And I'm passionate about it. All right. And not not only do you want the pie, we want the oven. Right. (laughs) And to make the pie in. So, yeah. Right. So, no, that's pretty dope. Um, All right. So we're going to go over to you to uh, Darnell. Uh, how, how can people get you on social media, get your writings, and, you know, your favorite? Uh, huh. That was a good question. I haven't really had a chance to focus on my social media personality, but you know what? Y'all can go to YouTube, check out JoeMan214, especially if you got kids that like to watch video games or watch other kids play video games. Check him out. He's pretty funny. He's pretty good. <laughs> He's nice. He be on there killing. Um, <laughs> got the big man up. Uh, as far as I go, on Facebook, you can just search me, Darnell Moore. Um, Instagram is what? QED underscore 803? I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> That's correct. And uh, I'll probably have a YouTube channel soon, so be on the lookout for that when I do have it. If you want to check out the writing, Feel free to hit me up. I'll send you something. Or if you're a writer in our writer's group, go in there and hit me up in there. I'll plug you into it, tell you what to search, and you'll be able to find something. I got a lot of stories in there. Most of the stories have actually happened, which people tell me makes it so much more intriguing because they read it and it seems like it's written as a movie or a book. I'm not going to big myself. And he's a great writer. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. But, um, yeah, I got a few videos on my Facebook, a few uh, pictures, and I, I like all of it. I like the OG Kush. I like the Granddaddy Perp. I like all of it. Yeah. Green <laughs> out, the, out the ground. I'm with it. All right. And, and, um, yeah, man. Look for me. Look out for me. That too. All right. And uh, John, how can people get you in social media? And do you have anything coming out that people should be aware of? And, you know, your favorite. Yeah. Um, you guys can, uh, the easiest way to get to me and all my sites is uh, Instagram. That's I, at Eyesight Productions. And that's, uh, and it's spelled weird. Spell E Y E S I Y T E Productions. And then from there, I have my uh, link to my website. And then you can check out everything there. I have all um, pretty much a, a lot of samples of all my photography, a couple of artists with the music production side, some of my video production work, graphic design work. This, everything's on the site. So, um, and as far as, uh, and then uh, as far as what I got coming out, just a couple of photo shoots mainly um, that I put out. So I, I'm putting out more content on Instagram so, you know, people can check that out. You know, give your brother a like and everything, you know, and check out the work and all of that. You know, if you guys are interested, definitely, uh, you know, let, let me know what you guys want to see and all that. And then because I've been pretty busy lately just producing as much content as possible. So, you know, probably going to have more music artists coming in, too, and all of that. So it's, the thing is, it's just, just just trying to stay as busy as possible and just keep cranking out stuff, you know. So, um. And as far as my favorite strand, it's something called, it was some pre-roll that I, I I went to some convention. It was something called a moon rock. 
And uh, mm-hmm. it was a free yeah, I know you know what it is. It was a free roll. It wasn't the flower, so it was it was flavored, and then I got the, the vanilla flavor, and it smoked like a black and mild, and and it burned real slow and all that, and then it didn't have that normal weed flavor and that you know that uh, aftertaste you normally get, and it was a real clean smoke, and I'm just like, oh, and ever since then, you know, I've been trying to find that. <laughs> so, because uh, I, I I smoke, I don't smoke as much as most people do, or most you know, a lot of other people. I, I'm like here and there most of the time. It's normally somebody have it, take a little puff. But uh, that though was like, man, I, I gotta I gotta get some more of this. So yeah, that was that was that was like some. That's like eating going from eating at McDonald's to a gourmet restaurant. How that how that smoked. <laughs> <laughs> I think Imani and Darnell agree with you on that one. Yeah, yeah. every time I mention that, the the real smokers be like, "Oh yeah, that's that good shit." Yeah. <laughs> you see videos of it, so I couldn't even imagine. <laughs> All right, so uh, Shannon, how can people get how can people get you in social media, and uh, as well as since you don't smoke and neither do I, uh, what's your favorite kind of taco? <laughs> <laughs> this is why I love you. Okay, um, let's start with the taco because that's most important to me. Um, <laughs> taco is probably um, a lobster taco. Really? Um, the lobster meal taco from um, Blue Martini in Miami. Um, yeah, that's probably my favorite taco right now. Um, they are amazing with um, avocado mango salsa. Oh, you fancy? Yeah, okay. that's a one percenter <laughs> taco. <laughs> I'm hungry as hell, and that's making me even more hungry. Uh, no, that's, yeah, that's a one. That's a one percenter taco. You are fired because that just made me real hungry, and I now want to talk. Social media, um, everything for me is the same: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Shannon, or like the president, hyphen Jefferson, like the president. Um, probably be best to find me on Facebook um, and Kente because I haven't talked to you in forever um, I'm editing my next book right now so I'm really excited about that um, actually have it hey, in my can't wait to read. so yeah. I'm excited she's going to read me a chapter uh, every night until... no, not, doing that. <laughs> not, not doing that unless you got tacos I, yeah, um, but I, I, how I tacos for you Look, how can we get you on social media, co-host? And what is your favorite taco? My favorite taco is uh, is steak, of course. Um, uh, and you can get me at Kente F on Twitter. And on Instagram is Kente Ferguson, my full name. And, of course, Indy Radio. Uh, IndyRadio.org is the website. Uh, we'll be back next week uh, talking about Valentine's Day. Uh, we need to book guests for that show. So so uh, we'll get with each other, uh, Shannon, and make that happen. But uh, I want to thank the panel once again and everybody that listened. Uh, we'll be on Get Vocal for a little bit uh, if you want to uh, chop it up a little bit. Um, thank you so much and have a great rest of your week. And the Patriots suck. Billy's Internet costs too much dough. 
for slow uploads that drain his side hustle flow. Now's the time to get Fios by Frontier with upload speeds 10 times faster than Spectrum. Our single play bundle is now just $39.99 a month before taxes and fees with no annual contract. Visit Frontier.com slash FiosCA today for upload speed comparison and complete offer details. You've got a friend on the digital frontier. Limited time offer. Equipment fees, surcharges, taxes, and other fees are subject to change. Frontier terms and conditions apply. Service subject to availability. I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's premier home purchase lender. Today's fluctuating interest rates can leave you with unexpected higher mortgage payments. At Quicken Loans, we've created a new way to protect you from unpredictable interest rates so you can buy a home with certainty. It's called Rate Shield, and here's how it works. With Rate Shield, you can lock your interest rate while you shop for a new home. So if rates go up, you don't have to worry. And here's the best part. If rates go down, you get the lower rate. With Rate Shield, we really have you covered. Here are more reasons why you'll want to work with America's largest mortgage lender. For nine years in a row now, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. And for the fifth year in a row, they've also ranked us highest in the nation for mortgage servicing. Rate Shield. Another way we can save you money on your mortgage. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Based on Rocket Mortgage data in comparison to public data records, rate shield approval only valid on certain 30-year purchase transactions. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender license in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply.